0: So my advice to anyone is don't be scared of it. Take any opportunity that you can get. A disability is not not a barrier to a job. It's just a bump in the road. So take your time, be patient, and you'll find something that's right for you.
1: Welcome to Broadcastability. Podcast by, for, and about workers with disabilities and inclusive workplaces. It's part of the Proud Project at the University of Toronto. You can find out more about the Proud Project on our website, theproudproject.ca.
2: This podcast was recorded and produced on the traditional and ancestral territories of the Huron Wendat, the Seneca, and the Mississaugas of the Credit River. We would also like to acknowledge the other indigenous lands across Turtle Island where we conduct our research and record this podcast. McGwitch. As you know, broadcastability was made possible through a partnership between the Proud Project and Easter Seals Canada. It was also supported by a Connections grant. From the Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council. In this special episode, we take a closer look at our community partner. Here is Dave Starrett, the President and CEO of Easter Seals Canada, describing the organization, its mission, and its programs.
3: Easter Seals is a registered charity, uh, part of a non profit here in Canada. Uh, we were founded in 1922, and this year is a big deal for us. We're celebrating our 100th anniversary, uh, and that's a big deal, I think, in anybody's book. So we're, we're really looking forward to this, this whole year and the little celebrations that are going on. Um, our aim, I guess, really our purpose really is we would like a world without barriers. Uh, we raise awareness of disability issues, certainly. Uh, we challenge barriers and stereotypes, Uh, We want to promote access for persons with disabilities um, in all areas of life, whether it's social or recreational, economic, et cetera. Um, Easter Seals Canada and our 10 provincial organizations uh, work together to provide programs and services in support of individuals and families uh, living with disabilities. Uh, We like to think that we enhance the quality of life of these individuals and families. Uh, we promote independence and participation uh, in the community in a, a total holistic way. Easter Seals offers a range of programs and services that aims to support individuals and families from childhood to adulthood, uh, though the exact menu of services may differ from province to province. Uh, we like to think that our, our situation with our provincial members is unique in the fact that The programs and services delivered within those provinces uh, are exactly what the people in those provinces, our constituents are actually looking for. So we we tailor those programs to the needs of our community. Uh, But having said that, in general, uh, we offer financial assistance to help purchase accessibility equipment or devices. Uh, We offer sports and recreational programs. We offer day and overnight camps. Uh, We look forward this year to getting back to overnight camps now that the protocols have been uh, lifted. Academic scholarships and bursaries are also offered. uh, Employment preparation and placement programs, which is something that is fairly new for organization. um, And respite and therapy services are offered in some provinces as well.
2: Since BroadcastAbility's focus is on disability, and employment, we asked Dave what sorts of barriers people with disabilities face when trying to enter the workforce.
3: We know that many persons with disabilities, um, even when they're well qualified for the job, face multiple barriers to securing employment. Issues range from, you know, the stereotypes that we talked about, the hidden biases, uh, to non-inclusive hiring practices, to inaccessible workplaces. Those are all uh, issues that people living with uh, with disability. Uh, deal with uh, in, in finding employment on a daily day to day basis, but there there are numerous studies out there that that show that that is not the case of all a case at all. There's a BMO study uh, that found a majority of employers surveyed were hesitant about hiring persons with disabilities, even when they were qualified or overqualified for the job, um, because they overestimate how much it would cost to provide workplace accommodations for the employees. When the study found that a large percentage of persons with disabilities don't require any accommodations at all in the workplace to perform their job. Um, There was another one uh, that was uh, put out by the Conference Board of Canada in 2018. Um, And it indicated that reasonable investments in workplace access would allow over 550,000 Canadians with disabilities to participate more fully in the workforce. Uh, increasing the GDP by $16.8 billion by 2030. So, you know, as we're talking about, persons with disabilities are an untapped and often overlooked pool of talent.
2: Dave also explained why, despite these challenges, employment is so important for people with disabilities.
3: Well, first of all, I think that we, or Easter Seals Canada, recognizes that, unfortunately, many individuals and families who live with disabilities, live in poverty, or are living financially precarious households? Uh, through our initiatives, we hope that at the individual and the participant level, to positively change and impact lives by helping secure employment. Uh, we think it's important for financial security, well-being, um, and other opportunities that we know employment uh, aids with. Able bodied or uh, those Canadians living with disabilities, both.
2: We asked Dave what kind of employment programs and initiatives Easter Seals Canada runs to support people with disabilities in achieving their career
3: goals. They're mainly uh, divided into two categories. Firstly, there's employment preparation and placement. Uh, we offer training to equip participants with job skills and also. Uh, working with employers to create paid and unpaid work opportunities. But I think it's important to, to uh, highlight the fact that there are paid opportunities as well. Uh, so in the preparation piece, uh, participants receive different types of training and coaching ranging from uh, help with uh, creating resumes to practicing job interview skills, uh, teamwork building, uh, critical thinking skills skills, uh, to more basic practical skills as well as CPR and women's training uh, so that the people are better prepared or better positioned to secure a job in their preferred uh, industries.
2: Finally, we asked Dave what Easter Seals Canada was doing to be an inclusive employer in its own right.
3: Well, we're not perfect. Um, Easter Seals Canada recognizes that as an organization that serves persons and families living with disability, Uh, that it's important for Easter Seals to walk the talk, you know, to be a leader. Hiring uh, and employee well-being is a dynamic issue. Uh, It's not a static one. Uh, We're always constantly striving to do better uh, in this area. Uh, Many Easter Seals permanent and seasonal employees across the country in all our organizations, both currently and in the past, I think, identify as persons living with disabilities. Uh, many of them attend summer camps or other programs. Many of them have visible or physical disabilities, and many others have non-visible disabilities. And I think it's important to point that out as well. There's, there's a lot of, uh, of issues classified as a disability that are not readily uh, visible, um, but uh, as an employer, I think it's uh, important that we be inclusive and uh, you know, look to hire all levels of ability and disability. Um, as an employer, we start with the job posting itself and clearly indicate that we, we welcome diversity in hiring. Uh, individuals needing accommodations to participate in job interviews are certainly welcome to inform us during the interview process without it impacting their ability uh, to be hired for, that, uh, for that, that position or job that they're applying for. Uh, once a candidate is hired, we have workplace policies to support. Uh, And set up employees to perform and succeed in their roles, whether it be acquiring new furniture, equipment, or software, uh, or integrating equipment and software that they already have, they already own, and using that in the workplace. Um, Or flexibility in working arrangements, uh, setups, work hours, such as enabling employees to attend media or, sorry, medical uh, or physio appointments. Uh, when needed, and making up the hours at a different day or even work from home. Some changes are substantial and others are more subtle.
2: After hearing about Easter SEALs from its president, we wanted to understand what all these programs and initiatives were actually like for the people who participated in them. Fortunately, one of the broadcastability team members is both a former client and a staff member of Easter SEALs Canada.
1: My name is Jessica Gabors. I live in Toronto. I'm 32 years old. have been working um, with Easter Seals for about two years now, but I've been involved with Easter Seals pretty much my whole life. I started attending Easter Seals Ontario camps at the age of five and went every summer from five to 18. I went back for five more summers to work there as staff. That was my um, my first summer job, and I still volunteer whenever I can. Easter Seals also sort of helped me uh, lead to my current employment. I'm currently working for Alware, building online courses, and I'm going to be going into training and mentoring other uh, young adults with disabilities who are looking to develop communication and web development skills. So all this is to say that this is a little bit of who I am and why I'm involved with the PROUD project and the Broadcastability project with Easter Seals Canada.
2: So for this episode, Jessica interviewed her friend, Haley Redmond, who is a former client and current staff member of Easter Seals Newfoundland. Here are the reflections on Easter Seals, employment, and social inclusion.
0: How did you begin as an Easter Shows client? Uh, when I was about eight um, I joined our summer day program so just doing different activities throughout the summer. At the day we used to have two activities a day actually that that we'd go to different places and now we went moved to a building in, in a park, and then we moved to our current location, which is Easter Seals House. Yes, yes
1: the the that that's the location that you work at in Saint John's, yes.
0: correct? Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been there. It's a very nice building. You have a degree in therapeutic recreation from Memorial University in Saint John's. Yeah. Um, what made you want to study therapeutic rec?
0: I wanted to give back to the population that gave so much to me. And what 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 was that experience like like you'd been
1: participating for so long what was it like to go and sort of look at it from another perspective?
0: I think um as my professor said during class I brought a very different perspective to class and I was able to draw in on personal experiences which Often when people are going through things, if they uh, can connect with the person that's delivering their programs or they have done the programs in the past, it's much easier for the participants to believe that they can do whatever it is that we're asking them to participate in. No,
1: that definitely makes sense. And I know from my skiing experience, I, I always say like, have you ever sat in the ski? Have you ever tried to make it work? And it uh, usually goes better if they had. So it makes a lot of sense. And how has, um, like, you're a very active person. How has uh, therapeutic recreation, um, what role has it played in your life? How has it impacted your life?
0: I feel that it's given me all of my opportunities in sport and just life in general to either sports sample or join the national team. Like I have for Basha, Canada, and without therapeutic recreation, I don't feel that people with disabilities would have the lives that they have today.
1: Um, you went through uh,
0: therapeutic recreation
1: university. Did you know um, exactly what you wanted to do with it when you? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. And and and
1: what was that for the kind
0: people? I wanted I... to work with people with physical and um, mental uh, disabilities.
1: Disabilities. So kind of, you know, again, give back to that community.
0: Um, My ultimate dream is to run run a camp for people with disabilities, but Easterfield, Newfoundland has given me the opportunity to write the day camps and run our Build Your Skills program, so I'm getting there.
1: Yes, yes, I was going to ask you about that, too. So you, you finished school, and then you went into... Easter Seals uh, Easter Seals Newfoundland Horizons program before you went to the Horizons program what was if you can remember back I don't know but like what did you think it was going to be and then like what has changed
0: I didn't started? I had no no expectations of working at Easter Seals working in my field when I started the Horizons program my idea of starting the guidance program was to get out of the house so that my parents would stop irritating me about being finished school and being home. I remember one of my, one of my workers said, you know, you should really join the guidance program. And I said, no, and I don't really feel like it. And my application was due on January 5th. And this was December the 29th. So I told my other worker that this worker had been saying I should join. And she said, you know, she's not wrong. You can't just sit and wait for me to come twice a week and take you out for the day. And I'm like, because she was daytime at the time. And I said, okay, I'll try it. And then I applied. You just needed her to put it a different perspective. A little bit of perspective, a little bit of a different voice, you know? Yeah.
1: Wasn't so much the, your parents nagging you.
0: Yeah. Yes, I don't. I usually respond to anybody outside of the home. And I mean, don't we all? That was in uh, January of 2021. So we started with a four week Um, every day. We did like first aid training, OHS, anything that you would need for basic any job and then we got we went to class every Wednesday and again it would be the same thing as skills training that it would be for the four weeks I didn't speak for the first day the recreation staff came up and they said are you broken is there something we can do well yeah I guess I'm or jumping so-
1: around a little bit but what was your experience like in the Horizons program? So you told us a little bit about it, but what was your experience with it like?
0: Well, we got a lot of valuable skills that anybody can take into the workplace. We used a lot of the, Well, we called it Easterfield University, the stuff that you had put online there last year, but it was actually my second time looking at it because during the pandemic, I did the online LIT program through Easter Seals Ontario. So we'd be doing the slodge. Oh yeah, I already did that. Okay. So they'd often let me help some of the other participants in the program through, uh, through that. Because I basically had finished maybe 85% outside of, you know, the OH&S training and the first aid and things like food safety and the courses that we did to no resumes and resume writing and stuff.
1: And that kind of thing. But as far as like the 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 skills skills based training that we sort of uh oh,
0: everyone should do a program like that before they go in yeah. to a job. It's just great. The great skills to have. I have all the the kind of like the prerex for any basic job now. And that that's very important that people have those skills and learn how to act in a workplace. And, and you really don't know until you start doing these things to know. I think that I've learned that there is a job out there for everyone. It's just a matter of getting the right training and the right job coaching um, to get you to to where you need to be. Definitely. definitely. And that, that's a different path for everyone. So everyone needs to be patient with themselves and... Uh, understand that the time will come is just when yeah the first five months the first four months of my program were very very frustrating who wants to go to eight Walmart interviews in a row and not get the job but I kept going for the experience of the interviews every interview was a little bit different every interview taught me something more that maybe I could say next time. or And I think Walmart also learned a thing or two as well. Because when they did interviews, they didn't always uh, advertise that they were hiring an overnight stock person. Had I known well, that, if the position didn't say door greeter, maybe it wouldn't have...
1: So So you went for a you applied for a position that was called door like we called the door greeter
0: position. and then the I got there and it was the job was an overnight stock person oh so clearly that's not going to work no i mean there's there's jobs that are going to work and there's jobs that aren't and I, I don't want anyone to get discouraged and we mm-hmm. think that that it's not a step in the right direction it is it's Every interview, every conversation that you have with anyone in the outside world can be a benefit to you in some way or somehow, whether it be in your work life or personal life. And everything that you've gone through in your personal life can help you in the work life as well. At the beginning of the training, we tried many jobs for me to apply for. I actually had six different interviews for Walmart and My uh, one of my good friends from Easter Seal said to me, you know, this is not really you, even if you didn't have a disability, you know, maybe try working here. Would you be willing to sign on with us as recreation program assistant? And I said, sure, I'll give it a shot. And I haven't regretted it since. I absolutely love my job and I hope to be there for many years to come well well it was it
1: was only it was like an internship for a short-term thing yeah. for a little bit wasn't it and then it's been extended it was extended and now it's been extended in september
0: again. and now i'm permanent part-time and i didn't know that till last week
1: <laughs> right on you were just going along <laughs> it was a surprise yes you're yeah. just going along and uh uh maybe someone forgot to mention it or maybe you forgot that they'd mentioned I it i um, might
0: may have forgotten but you know details details we'll get there
1: as long as you enjoy the job i guess yeah as long as, as long as you're still willing to show up and they're still willing to have you i guess it works out fine
0: yeah so my advice to anyone is don't be scared of it take any opportunity you can get a disability is not a not a barrier to a job it's just a bump in the road so Take your time, be patient, and you'll find something that's right for you. What was what, what was the ex- what was your experience like? Obviously, you were quite
1: familiar and comfortable with Easter Seals, having you know spent so many years um, participating in program and their program. Like the transition.
0: Yeah, I didn't find that there was much of a transition whatsoever because I'll um, walk all day and then I'll wheel down. The hallway to my next recreation program. I didn't find that there was much of a transition because many of the programs that I'm helping to run, I would have volunteered my time with in the first place. Anyway, so I kind of know how to separate. For some of the other participants, they weren't. They're like, "Oh, you work here now?" Like they. It took a while for them to transition there, but of course, with patience and time, everyone adapted. Was there any sort of job accommodations that you needed? Um, Just the fact that I'm working part-time, and if I ever have an appointment or something like that, they're very, very accommodating to my schedule, and they're very, very accommodating to my botcher training and stuff like that, so the job really fit my lifestyle, and also I'm going into an accessible environment. It's Easter Seal, so a lot of what I had to do was already made accessible for others. I think the small adaptations, like making sure I can reach my computer and stuff like that, weren't as difficult because they just, we want to make sure everybody can reach the computer. The most challenging thing during skills training was, I can't write, so I'd have to be like, they like, can you write down 10 things that you'd like to do with a job? I'm like yeah, sure, I can list them, but someone's gonna have to come. So you would dictate them, and and some way. yes, because I'm not a do. really fast typer. When I'm writing programs, I think about the programs that that I still do every day, mm-hmm. and say, how can I adapt this for the group that I'm working with now, and the and the camps that I've participated in in Ontario. I mean, I've gone every year that's possible to go and plan to go for the next six seven years so these are programs for young adults that i'm writing so who better to do it than people that have experienced it themselves i agree and you know that's why even the programs that i don't so much love to participate in myself i can Mm -hmm. still remember how to write them like arts and crafts (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Haley and i have love hate relationship with arts and crafts
0: i have lots of ideas that doesn't mean i want to. <laughs> to
1: to do them but you can appreciate those who do and, and yes exactly you can create something accessible for them um so what i i probably know this but why don't you tell us a bit about what you do um at easter seals newfoundland so like what, what kind want, of programs are you doing? i'm
0: uh, lead on our build your skills program which is basically a cross between career and recreation so we found that there's a there's a gap um in recreation and skills program for people who are not quite work not work ready but out of high school so Mm -hmm. this is something like we'll do a skill in the morning and recreation in the afternoon and often i'll find out what the skill what the career services department have done with them and relate it back. Like uh, they might do a nutritional session and then I'll do healthy fitness games and then yoga, make a healthy snack or, you know, something of that nature. We might do a sport in the afternoon or jeopardy learning trivia, learning. I made up a life skills trivia for them. And I, I would say, you get money out of me. What am I? A ATM, you know? An little, ATM. Little <laughs> things that anybody can learn that will help them progress in their lives in whatever way they can.
1: I do a lot with
0: the new participant intakes as well. Mm-hmm. So that that uh, bringing that perspective of someone who's participated in every program that they had the um, feedback from participants and families that they get to hear my personal experience has been really, really positive. Yeah, I guess
1: that would be a new like, a perspective that not many could offer, right?
0: No, for sure. I often forget to tell them that I'm in a wheelchair and my coworker will say, hey, Haley, you might have a different perspective there because you're in a wheelchair yourself. Oh, you mean when you like speak to them on the phone or on Zoom because of COVID? Yeah, well, because of the, I mean, they can see it when we're in person, but yeah, since we transitioned to working from home for the pandemic, it was tough because it's just not something I think of. I've been in a wheelchair all my life, so. It's, it's very obvious, right? You don't think to mention it. I think
1: I've had some situations like that as well that you and I have laughed about in the past. know whenever i go to the hospital or something my mom says do you tell them you have cp yeah sorry i forgot i have cp that's why i walk funky yeah Uh, (laughs) um no that's great and uh and you do bring that perspective right and even with the you know the other campers at camp that you've that you've gotten to know and you know working and talking with them you bring that experience so even though it might be a little bit different from from what your skill set is or your ability, you can you have a lot of experience with Absolutely, um,
0: lots of different types of people. And you, yeah, everyone has a everybody has something to bring to the table. Yes. Yeah. And that's my biggest message after entering the workforce. I did not realize the value that I would feel once I started my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're also
1: helping to uh, plan for the summer.
0: Yes, I'm writing uh, writing camp plans and making a a camp plan for Easter week day camp and also doing our new participant intakes. Just out of curiosity, what does an average day at work look like for you? On a Tuesday or Thursday is when I run my adult day program. So in the morning, I'll go into the office, I'll start, I'll look at the plan that I had made for recreational activities that afternoon, I'll go out and I'll give the career services group a hand with the whatever um, activity they have, because I often we often collaborate. Um, often the rest of the recreation won't join me till after, but because of my skill set, sometimes they'll have me help them, you know, explain something if they're doing winter safety or something like that or if they're doing um acting out scenarios such as like being safe when you're home alone and stuff okay because of my experiences they'll have me talk to the group and
1: well and i would imagine yeah that you like we're talking earlier about your value right that you didn't even realize but a lot of the times these programs, you know, bless their hearts, they meet everyone means well, but a lot of times these programs are, yeah. are run by or planned by people that don't actually have the same yeah, nobody understands it better into. than the people that have experienced it themselves. Right. So, yeah, I think about, you know, safety while being at home or winter safety, like, automatically you look at it from being in a wheelchair,
0: right? And we did, like, um, another one that I did with them, 'Cause I'll I'll do a skill in recreation as well. Like I did a like, is this a prank? So you know the phone call. How oh, oh, can I number kind of thing? And teaching them, no, but I like went up there and made an absolute fool of myself acting it out. So they thought it was hilarious, but they'll never answer. They will never answer a prank call again because they'll remember.
1: That's amazing. <laughs>
0: but yeah, you my um my skit that I acted out and how silly it was. Yeah but hey, it got the skill, right? And that's another
1: great thing about you too is that you're so entertaining and have a great sense of humor. Um, I, for a long time I've attributed it to you being from Newfoundland. Uh, I think that's part of it, but I also think it's just part of who you are. Yeah. Um, so having a lot in common with these kids and these adults that you're working with, right? It sort of takes away that potential intimidation factor.
0: Yeah, they're, def- they're, they're definitely more comfortable asking, you know. Mm-hmm. My favorite moment was I had my dad come and dress up as Santa for our Build Your Skills program. And at the end of it, one of the participants said, I knew Santa was coming. You can make anything happen. That's awesome. And that, that stuck. Yeah.
1: They think you can do anything. And that is just so great. And you made them so happy. And I'm sure your dad dressed up as Santa was a real hoot, too. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and so I, we, we've kind of talked about it, but it's still kind of sticking out in my mind. You... You mentioned that you that not even you realized everything that you could bring to the table until you started.
0: I have challenges myself. The mm-hmm. participants in my programs will do more for me because they've seen me do it.
1: Yes. Yes. I've come across a similar thing when I was working for Easter Seals as well. Yes. Yeah. Because we can't do the do it for them. So it sort of In order to help us, it sort of forces them to try, and then in the process they learn new skills.
0: And they absolutely love when I try something and can't do it. They think it's so funny, and and I think what's made me learn a lot is Easter Hills, Newfoundland in 2018 expanded their mandate to uh, include all types of ages and disabilities. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten a chance to walk, you know, with kids with autism and. Down syndrome, which in the Ontario, I didn't see a whole lot of because of um, their mandate being physical, being the prominent uh, disability. Yes, yes, it would be there. the 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 addition It
1: would if there was an an. It was always in addition to. in addition to. Yes. Yeah. No, that's very true. And um, and with the so that's been a bit of a learning
0: curve. Because mm-hmm. I don't always, I didn't always have to recognize that, but now I'm thinking, you know, get let's uh, let's make a program that's towards everyone's level and not just one yeah. level. It's 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 kind of
1: kind of forcing you to take what you've learned but expand it. Yeah, exactly. Expand your expand your viewpoint. Um, and my work has often done the same lately. Yep. Uh, so that's really, really cool. So you are on, on, on that same botcha uh, line. You are on the Newfoundland botcha team. Yes. And you have played for Canada, played on, yes, on, have, yes. on the behalf of Canada. Yes, exactly. Yes. And as you mentioned, you you've traveled quite a bit. So you've been to, um, Brazil, Spain, and all over Canada—that's amazing. Are you—are you playing right now? Or are you uh, getting ready for a competition
0: right now? I have—I I, I I am no not. I'm uh, on a bit of a training year. We'll we'll call it. I'm okay. Uh, my next competition will probably outside of the province. Will probably be in September. Okay. Okay. But I'm soon headed to a Canada game for uh, sailing. Yes,
1: yes. That is in August, correct? Yes. Yes, yes. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about um, Baccia um, for those at home who might not know so, as much about Boccia
0: it. is a cross between long bowling and curling that was originally developed for athletes with cerebral palsy. But now it's an inclusive game that anyone can play. You can be two years old and play with your grandfather for recreation purposes, or you can just, um, or you can join the national team and go as far and travel it to Brazil and Spain, like I have.
1: I thought until a few years ago, I thought of it only as a sport for people with disabilities because, that, excuse me, that's how I had experienced it but it's
0: I was it's the only sport that's only in the paralympic games the only sport but here, it's yes. meant for it can be used as a recreational tool as well yes i was at a I and mean, i was at an italian wedding
1: a few years back. and these old italian grandpas brought it out and i was like oh my goodness you guys have boccia and they were like you know what this is and i was like the disabled people love boccia <laughs> Uh, so that was funny. We were both surprised. Um, so I'd never seen it in the mainstream and just like they had never thought of it outside of their like backyards, I guess. And, you know, just to keep going on that line of sport, you are, you, like I said, you're very active. You play boccia, as we just talked about, sailing um, through Able Sail, Newfoundland and going uh, to the Canada Cup when it's on. Uh, when I visited you in, in the summer, you took me sailing uh on the ocean. I got to yep. drive a boat first time ever. Um you also in winter play sledge hockey? Yes, correct? I do.
0: Yeah. Yes. Sledge hockey and wall climbing and target shooting are my recreational sports. I forgot about target shooting.
1: Fun, fun. And with a little I bit, also snorkel. Yes. Snorkeling. And a little bit of uh, low-key archery in there, too. I did that with you in the summer as well. So, very active person. Sports is a big deal. So, I guess it's not overly surprising that you went into therapeutic recreation. Based on your experience, what insights or suggestions would you have uh, for other hiring or business managers to make their their workplaces more (laughs) I feel
0: like... I would say don't be nervous, don't be intimidated. These people have more to bring to the table than what you would think. Often they'll be your best workers because we'll be so thankful for having a job that can make anything happen. And it's just so no- it's nice when you see an employer be inclusive and be open to people doing things in a different way. And also there's lots of subsidies out there if you wanna make your business or workspace more accessible. It's just about finding it. It's just about reaching out to the right people. It's there, it's hard to find, but it's, there is ways around it. And if you don't know something, just ask, just ask. Don't, don't be afraid to ask. Uh, definitely. There's no stupid question. There's no.
1: A lot of times I think we'd rather people ask. Yes. Than not ask. And then there's, so there's no stupid questions, but sometimes not asking can lead to a, 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 something that yes. can be perceived as stupid. Right. Absolutely. So yeah. So you're better off to risk it up, up front uh, than, than, than not. Hales, is there anything that I haven't asked you um, or that we haven't talked about that you think? No,
0: I think that I just want to finish off by saying to anyone out there listening, please reach out to those that can help you. Please do your best to reach your full potential and never give up on yourself. There will be frustrating moments, but that doesn't mean... That you can't make it and you can't get there. There's always a way. If there's a will, there's a way.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Leaning on your community is really um Absolutely. Done lean a lot on your you. community, lean on your resources, have conversations with people, go out for coffee, just relax with your friends. You never know what you might love.
4: Hello, everyone. My name is Casey Sabawi, and I am the Senior Manager for National Corporate Partnerships at Easter Seals Canada and I have been with the organization now for about four years. My role at Easter Seals is mainly twofold. Um, One is to work with my Easter Seals colleagues across the country to plan and implement a variety of programs and services and initiatives and to also find and secure corporate partners that are willing to contribute financially to these programs and services. Accessibility, inclusion, and disability issues in general are issues that are close to my heart because I have a sister who lives with disabilities almost since birth. And growing up, I saw and experienced how disability issues affect the entire family. So as an adult, when the opportunity came along, I joined ESA so as to be able to contribute in assisting individuals and families who are likewise living with disabilities. And now as a staff member, I also see how accessibility and inclusion are issues that affect society as a whole, whether we as individuals recognize it or not. When Dr. Chloe Atkins and Dr. Andrew Whiteley reached out to Seals about a year ago to propose uh, the collaboration on the Broadcastability Project, we were right away excited and eager to work together because it was a natural extension of our advocacy work and it also reinforced some of the broader goals that we were trying to achieve as an organization, and more specifically with our various initiatives in the employment area. My role with Broadcastability Project is largely to help promote the podcast among the public, as well as our program constituents and partners across the country to amplify the voices and experiences of people in the community. And with that, hopefully, Bring about positive change and greater inclusion for persons living, living with disabilities in workplaces across the country uh, like dave said earlier easter seals runs a range of programs and services across the country for persons and families living with disabilities who require or welcome our support and haley and jessica in many ways epitomizes what easter seals strives to ultimately achieve as an organization. Both of them connected ECOSIL programs and services from a young age and accessed various ECOSIL programs and services at, at different points in their lives as they grew up. And now as adults, they are each talented and accomplished individuals who are contributing to society in many ways. They certainly bring valuable alternative insights and approaches that enhance and strengthen our work as an organization to the organizations they work for and to the communities they live in. We also see these qualities in many of the participants that come through our employment programs. I think as a society, we have come a long way in Canada at improving the accessibility of physical spaces and changing attitudes towards disability. But I also think we have a long way to go in improving accessibility and inclusion in many other areas, including employment and workplaces. Haley and Jessica are just two of many people with disabilities that have so many skills and positive qualities to offer but are often overlooked as potential employees, often underestimated. At Eastern Seals, we are pleased and grateful to have a network of employers who are willing, open-minded and insightful enough to work with us to create temporary or permanent employment opportunities for participants that access our employment programs. And I believe in so doing, have also gained a lot from it in terms of securing talented and dedicated employees for themselves. We hope that more employees and funders will come forward and partner with us And I also challenge other employees and managers out there to open your mind and take a look around you and your workplaces and your policies and practices and at what you can do to improve inclusion of people living with disabilities in your workplaces and to also consider what you are losing out on if you're not. Thank you for your time and listening to this special episode of Broadcastability. We hope that you have enjoyed it and would greatly appreciate it if you could share this episode as well as other earlier episodes of the Broadcastability Podcast with your friends, with your family and networks so that together we can develop greater awareness and understanding of the issues and what people with disabilities bring to the table and hopefully lead to greater accessibility and inclusion in workplaces and spaces everywhere.
2: Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed broadcastability. You can find us on the web at theproudproject.ca and broadcastability.ca. You can also find us on social media at the Proud Project on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube, and we're the Proud Project CA on Instagram. Broadcastability is produced by the Proud Project at the University of Toronto Scarborough and by Easter Seals Canada. The music in this podcast was composed and produced by Justin Laurie. Isabel avakumovic poynton created Broadcastability's cover art. Jessica Gabors and Isabel avakumovic poynton edited this episode.
1: We would like to acknowledge the University of Toronto Scarborough and our podcast partner, Easter Seals Canada, for supporting the production of these podcasts. We would also like to thank our funding partners,
2: the Canada Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council, the Centre for Global Disability Studies, Tech Nation, and the Catherine and Frederick Eaton Charitable Foundation for helping us create broadcastability.